0: Hi, Joe Doyle here. As a former bricklayer turned property investor, I would not be where I am today if I didn't force learn the art of business. Nowadays, a big part of my life is helping other tradesmen grow their business and create wealth by sharing my knowledge, insights, and experience. Welcome to the Tradesman Survival Guide podcast. All of the strategies discussed in my podcast are taken directly from my book, The Tradesman Survival Guide, which is available at www.joedoyle.ie forward slash tsg tsg of course being tradesman survival guide so in today's episode i speak to greg bates of after rain construction uh greg is just literally in business less than a year now and he's going through all the the, the ups and downs of being in business making money on jobs losing money on jobs you know getting the right people to do work for him having family members working for him so it's a good conversation here and i want to thank greg for the good work he's doing and Greg's company is After Rain Construction, and they're based out here in Dublin, and they deal around Dublin, Kildare area, all that sort of area. So if you need anything from himself, be sure to check him out After Rain Construction. Mr. Greg, how you doing, my friend?
1: Not too bad. I don't know how I missed that. Sorry, just in
0: looking at it. No worries. We're chatting now. That is the main thing. So tell me, my friend, how has things been since we last spoke? Mental. Mental. Are you making loads of money? Um,
1: no, not really.
0: <laughs> wasn't expecting to no. say that, <laughs> <laughs> hey, You've got loads no. of work for it, yeah?
1: Yeah, so when we last spoke, I was doing small sort of um, renovations. I can't remember if I told you about an attic I'd done and I lost two weeks' wages. I think I did tell you, but then I did your cost sheet at the end of it and realised how I lost it and why I lost it. and uh, When it came to pricing the next ones, I... Um, adjusted accordingly and oh, yes. I've since got one at that price so that felt good to know that I was underpriced price, and, and now that I've um, priced it properly I'm still able to get the work so it gave me a sense of value sort of I suppose.
0: Yeah it, it, wasn't, it wasn't a complete waste of it. Obviously nobody recommends losing money on a job but you ain't going to do that yeah. again.
1: Exactly and I feel like even though I lost money on that job that the new one that I priced accordingly came from that person so i sort of cut my teeth there and got work out of it
0: brilliant okay i wouldn't class that as a failure
1: no i didn't
0: yeah
1: i didn't just don't fucking do it again yeah (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: no and then since that so i was kind of doing those sorts of things i'm now on an extension um which i priced at like sixty-six euro using um using a tender that so last year i got um Ronan McGrath to price something and it fell through but well, he gave me a good breakdown on things and I used that and the knowledge I have to so price this extension and price that at 66,000 euro. Now I don't think had I not have uh, worked with Ronan or had the experience of the last year I would have been anywhere near that. In my head I, I was thinking, you know, it's 30 square meters we you'd probably do it for 30 grand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm definitely getting the hang of the pricing thing. Slowly but surely. Also, a client of a company I used to work with called me in November and asked me to price a restaurant fit-out. Okay. It's really actually, Do you know those?
0: Yeah, of course, yeah. Eat out there yeah. the other time.
1: Yeah. So I, I priced that. Again, I feel like it's very, very new to me doing shop fit-outs and I ended up managing like some days there were 20 men there and every single one of them was calling me and, you know, where does this go? Where does that go? So, uh, it was interesting. So I haven't this, made a whole has, lot of money.
0: Has this job been done at all?
1: It's about 90% finished now.
0: Okay. And how's the figures um, on it?
1: So, I would say I paid wages for people that were there. I paid the subcontractors and I paid materials. And I would say off the end of it, I'm probably going to have made... Maybe six or seven thousand euro over an eight to nine week period. Eh,
0: Okay, not it's not bad. Yeah,
1: it's It's not not it's not it's not bad. But you got your wage as well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Um. What it's also taught me is the same as the attic. Okay. Now I have everything recorded and written down. I can look back over, and he wants me to do another one. And Mm. I'm now of the mindset. Yeah, no problem. I'll do it, but I'll be doing it at the price that I give, and if you don't like it, I have enough work to refuse. Yes. Brilliant. As much as I probably wouldn't like to, because they're doing 15 shots. I actually spoke with Martin, um, I forgetting his name now, Dormer, Martin Dormer.
0: Killed out. Yeah, very nice guy. Yeah, he's brilliant,
1: yeah, brilliant. I did some work with him as well, I was telling you. Oh but yeah, he said he was something. happy
0: with the work you do done from, yeah.
1: Good, I'm glad he was, I'm glad he was. Um, I definitely recommend him to anyone coming up or looking to uh, to work for him. He he he's a great lad. Yeah. Um, but I called him for some advice on the shop fit out. And he just said, look, Greg, you're trying to get to the table. At the end of the day, they're going to go with the cheapest. So he was giving me some sort of tips on how to price it. And uh, yeah, I ended up winning the tender to my surprise. Because even going in, this is what I mean about learning the value of things. Um, going in, I think I had a price that 105,000 euros. Uh, and that was to do all the building work, the tiling, the painting, the carpentry and buy some furniture at the end, like tables and chairs and things like that. And I thought, I'm not getting this. This is way too dear. But this yeah. is like, this is, what, this is what it is, according to my theory and my calculation. So I didn't think I was getting it. Then he said, look, it's too dear. Go away. Instead of using uh, earth-fired knits of tiles, which are 100 euro square meters, find something that looks like them, but doesn't cost that. And cut cut corners on materials. And I was like, okay, so I went away and I cut corners of materials and materials. Without back sa- without
0: compromising the job, of course, yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. I kept the preliminaries in there. Um. So then I came back at eighty-seven, and I won the tender. Now I quickly, quickly sort of add into the preliminaries and the profit that I thought I might make of it. So I kind of had sixteen thousand earmarked. I thought, if I make sixteen thousand at the end of it, of an end of an eight-week project, I'm delighted. But, yes. um. A lot of just you just find yourself like there's a lot of things you don't you don't you don't see that quickly add up to hundreds and thousands and Yes. Uh, so yeah. Can, I'm can I give you learning. can I
0: give you a little tactic on that? And first of all, Greg, fair play to you, man. You're playing a stormer. Like how long mm, how long are you in business now?
1: Um since June.
0: Right. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm talking to a business owner here. Okay. You know, and, and I, I do notice that transition with people that, you know, when I first get to know them, they're, they're either tradesmen that's overworked and trying to run a business or they're tradesmen who aspire to be business owners. Um, and then as you start talking to them, you just see that they, you just hear it in them that they're confident about what they're saying when it comes to getting stuff done and pricing stuff. So, no, that, that's that's nice to hear. Um, just let me tell you something just when it comes to the pricing, right? Um. Yeah. We have, we all have certain biases that we we'll have a tendency to forget about, yeah. Okay. Or we'll have a tendency to understate or overstate. So what to do is, whatever, whatever area, go back and price the jobs a second time round, right? So you you expecting to make sixteen k out that job, and in the end you made nine, yeah. Yeah, in the end I
1: say I made
0: six or seven. Oh, seven. Okay, so you made half, right? Just say the, the profit yeah. was yeah. half what you expected find out exactly where that job has overrun. yeah yeah and the next time then when you're doing a job like that you need to either increase those particular parts of the job in terms of price or you need to put more focus on those particular parts of the job if that makes sense yeah what was yeah. happening with us a fair bit was that uh um we would be doing say like ceiling replacement and a and a and a stud replacement, say a small five grand job and that included the ceiling and a stud replacement. And I'd be like, yeah, look sure. You know, just disconnect the lights, pull the socket out, put it back into the wall. And that was fine in that like you wouldn't you wouldn't need much more than two call outs for a sparks a lot of the times. But sometimes something would go amiss and then it would turn into, you know, rather than being like a four hundred quid job for the sparks, it turned into 1400 quid because you might have missed that there was a couple of spotlights in the room as opposed to just a single pendant and it might have been that when the lads took down the floor and the ceiling the the cables came out or something like that and that was an area where i was continually getting caught on certain jobs because i just wasn't differentiating between i wasn't differentiating correctly between a simple call out disconnect and another one reconnect and an actual Days walk for a sparks with materials if that made sense you know so yeah. just keep an eye on that go back over that document now figure out exactly where you made your money and where you didn't make your money and then the next time the margin on your job will be that bit smaller as in what you projected to, to make and what you actually make will be closer together and that's really the process you need to go through at all times you know yeah yeah one of the things that caught me
1: out in the restaurant was um the architects spec these things called living vertical walls. And I kind of missed that it was actually from a company called Living Walls. Oh, so hey. I just thought, I've seen them on Instagram. They look easy. <laughs> they just plant stuff in the wall. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. And then I got into it. And next of all, it needed designing. And we had to come up with this design for it. Then we had to find this, uh, so I thought you just put it in felt pockets and when I got speaking to someone in the know, they said no, it'll turn mouldy and if it's in a restaurant you're going to be in trouble, that's fine outside. Then I then found out it needed an automatic irrigation system, it also needed drainage and before I knew it there was like a a guy or two on this thing for three, four days that I hadn't accounted for Then I had to buy the the vertical wall system which was a thousand euro. Uh, Then I still have to buy the plants and all of a sudden I was like, oh my god, I actually didn't Put this in the price in order I specify it, but I'm after being having I'm after having a meeting with the client and he said and you're doing the wall and I just went yeah yeah no no problem, so there's still a bit of old me that still thinks that that's easy you know I'll do that that's no problem and I'm 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 not realizing that every single little thing costs costs money but I did like I said I've realized this and on the next one, um so when I'm pricing the next one I know that these living walls because I rang the company. And said, you know, I decided to bite the bullet and say, look, this is going to cost me loads of time and money. I'm just going to ring this company and see how much it is. And when I was talking to him, I said, I have €2,000 in the budget for it. Is that enough? And he laughed at me. And at that point, I was like, shit, now I'm going to have to do this myself. Yeah, because if I get these in, I'm down a lot of money. Whereas If I try and do it myself, I might save on some labor. So I will get it done, but I know the next time going around, that will probably look more like 5,000 euros to do these two features. Right, yeah. So, well, and uh, and uh,
0: what that's doing is that's eating into your profit as opposed to
1: yeah, costing away. you money.
0: Like, so it's at least you had a bit of margin on it, you know? Um, yeah. But like the, the thing here is like we don't want to be learning by trial and error. We want to be learning from the mistakes of others. Yeah. At all times. So um, Now, in fairness, yeah. I think you've kind of... Master that a little bit. Remember way back there, you had a couple of problematic jobs. Well, the first, prob- the first job you
1: done turned in problematic and,
0: you know, the boys the gave you a story. Well, yeah. And what, the second one as well?
1: Yeah, he tried to stitch me for €3,000 at the end of it and I put my heart and soul into the thing. I couldn't believe he was doing it. Brought in an engineer friend at the end who was spouting some bullshit about a pipe but uh, He was wrong and I ended up getting a lot of advice from Bert, uh, another guy in the group, a plumber, and yourself. And um I went in and I just kind of stood my ground and gently didn't break down the relationship and just argued my point and pointed out all the good work and whatnot and the reason i put the pipes and blah 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 and he he kinda of had no leg to stand on, he paid the money.
0: And can I just ask you something on there, right? So look you're 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 kind of a year into business now, right? And you've you've you're obviously a lot better now than, than when you were starting from scratch, right? Um mm-hmm. How much of those disagreements would you say was down to yourself at the start, or what would you be of the opinion that it was the clients were seeing a little bit of uncertainty about you and they kind of took advantage? What you know, what would you say it is?
1: I've read Jocko Willings. If I'm pronouncing that right, book Jocko also. <laughs> Yeah, Extreme also ownership. advised by by you guys. Yeah, so I'm taking full responsibility. I think I could have communicated with the clients more. I think if I had communicated more with the very, very first job about the changes, he wouldn't have tried to spring this whole uh, 25% decrease in the price on me. Uh, and with the second one, I think I should have communicated a bit more. So I'm learning. I'm learning that. And I still, I'm literally just at the same as there's today. I still need to work on myself and my communication and involve the clients more and have a bit more transparency so that nothing sort of creeps up a week or two and they're like, hmm, you didn't tell me that or... You know, there's just no, no sort of surprises. Yeah, I'm going to take full responsibility. Yeah. I think I could have avoided all of those arguments.
0: Yeah, brilliant. That's. I'm. I'm actually. I'm actually happy to hear you say that, because even even if like if the client is it does does is not clued in, and you're not clued in, well, you're supposed to be the professional, so the responsibility stops with you. Mm-hmm. You know, but the fact that you're like willing to say, yeah, look, it, I'll put my hands up. I could have handled it a bit better. Um, that's that's good, man. That's. That just shows that you're taking ownership of the situation. You know, you're taking extreme ownership of the situation, as we, as as Jocko mm-hmm. calls it, which is brilliant. Um, that yeah. That's good that's cool going. So what's the pipeline of the business like?
1: So at the minute, I have this extension, which will bring me into um, the start of May. Then I have an attic um, that instead of pricing at 13 and a half grand and losing my nuts on it, I have it priced at 21,000 euro. And I'm starting that in April. I'm finishing this shop. I also have another restaurant fit out that is he wants to start immediately. I don't really know how we're going to get around it with, with what's going on, but we're in talks. And then I have another small extension. To be honest, I have more work than I can do. The mm. huge problem for me right now is staff. Okay. I cannot find someone with. I cannot find like, and I'm doing the look. I like, put a post up, and lads are like, ask your friends. I have been, I have been looking. I'm now in contact with a girl works for a government funded agency and she's going to try and put a few people my way and CVs and things like that and um, i just want someone who cares what's a what's a government want, funded agency so she's like a recruitment But you know when these government recruitment agencies think that people are out work and they sign up to these oh
0: yeah 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 mm. i don't know so what the quality they, of people will be like from there you know at this day and age like if you're out work now this day and age, yeah, you know, I'd I'd ask you to just have a quick check in the mirror and see is it is it yourself or is it you know in, in, in the construction space of course there's loads of retail closed down and there's nothing them guys can do but in the construction space I'd be just saying, right, like there's so much work out there at the minute and there's a massive shortage of staff, you know?
1: Yeah, I'm not, like, uh, super um, excited about it, to be honest. I don't think, you know, but I'm I'm sort of hopeful maybe there's a diamond in a the rough there that she'll put my way. I just want someone who has a bit of experience or some experience around what I do, uh, renovations, extensions, things like that, and that cares about the job. There's a lot of this. A lot of people just don't give a shit, more interest in their phones and going home and getting paid, and they just have sort of no respect for anything that's going on.
0: Yeah, they, they walk from the neck down. There's just no thinking. Yeah. About. yeah.
1: No, and I mean, even though I made them. So, not a mistake. I, I had my dad and my son on the book there, and my dad literally walked out two days ago, had a little meltdown. He's a bit hot headed.
0: Hold on, did you say you had it's your dad and who? And my son. How old is your son? 18. Jesus. Didn't know you had an 18 year old son. Fair play yeah well I'm 40 I had killing when I was 21 yeah. alright listen man I've, I've got an a old, but I just never never knew you had a son Yeah, and, and actually I didn't think you were 40 you sound a lot younger
1: yep yeah, I'm 40 40 in December there just gone
0: good man happy birthday late. is it that long since we Thank spoke you Greg oh my god
1: um, we had a quick chat maybe, yep. this year but my like, fault again my fault again <laughs> i faded into the background <laughs> you, you said it not me <laughs> yeah so tell no, me the uh, crack yeah you yeah, had the owl fault. lad and the
0: sun out on site yeah
1: yeah and it's gone fine at the start but then in the restaurant was the most stress i've ever felt in my life going to sleep was like full of anxiety waking up at like half four or five in the morning like just like, oh my god, what have I got to do today? And I'm sort of trying to get things sorted in my head in the morning. And what? Really, what exactly
0: uh, was caught? Co- let's just talk about that for a moment, if you don't mind, yeah. What yeah. was causing that stress? You said the restaurant, but what so, part of it?
1: Because it was such a it's such a big job. It's probably the biggest budget I've worked with so far. All that that you know, something goes on my head rolls. So, like I said, it was. It ended up being ninety thousand euro plus fat. Uh, for this job and then I'm also because I'm the main building contractor I'm liaison with everybody that comes in the door so there was lots of pressure I couldn't stay on the tools and if I tried to do something on the tools I'd get pulled here there and everywhere and then I had my dad and my son running around "Greg, Greg what do we do now 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 just you know no initiative going on and I was just like literally stretched so thin dragged here there and everywhere then falling behind on the work that initially i thought you know i'll do that i'll build the yeah. boots and i'll build the seats and i'll build the glaze partition and then not finding time to do it because i really should be of running something like that yes. It's that big yeah so and it was just see the way just, i just felt a lot of pressure see, see
0: the way you felt pressure and you're waking up at four in the morning and all yeah like yeah. i kind of have like a, a an unusual relationship with or a, an unusual belief around stress and anxiety and all that sort of stuff, right? And people think it's bad, right? But you see the way you were so stressed out, it was waking you up at four in the morning, right? The exact polar opposite of that is like just not giving two shits and you're lounging out of bed at 10 in the morning, yeah? So we just need to tone that down a little bit so that it gets you out of bed at five, two, seven when the alarm is set for seven rather than getting you out of bed at four o'clock. Do you know what I'm saying? Like this is, pressure is good, you know, a little bit of yep. stress is good if you can handle it correctly and learn to handle it. Um, I just yep. find that if you speak to anybody, if you speak to anybody other than me, they'd be like, oh, no, yeah, it's terrible. But I just think, I just think if you can manage this stress and pressure, this is what mm-hmm. will take you to the top, you know? Yeah. But this is
1: another thing that, that sort of fell out my dad. He kept going, you, you know, you can't, you can't why, why are you so
0: you're going to have a heart attack. Let me jump in here did. and I'm sorry to interrupt you on this, right? No, go ahead. That is your dad, yeah?
1: yeah
0: he 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 wiped your ass when you're a kid yeah right yeah he doesn't see much difference in you now than then right no. and he has one job in this world right which is to provide for you and keep you safe yeah yeah so no matter what you will always be his little boy if that makes sense all he wants to do is make sure you're safe and relaxed and
1: yeah he, but you know i didn't feel like he was doing that because he could see the pressure i was under he could see the amount of work I was running but yeah he was still poking and prodding at me and shouting at me and i was like i don't need you know to me.
0: he doesn't know any no, he better doesn't.
1: he you doesn't know he
0: doesn't you see I, I do always say there's two types of two types of support you can get right did you ever do any boxing
1: do i ever do boxing
0: yeah as a kid or anything like that or anyway <laughs> or kickboxing kickboxing well, right so yeah. You know when you're getting... Yeah, and I, I've done kickboxing for years as well, right? You know when you're getting slapped around the ring and you get back to the corner at the end of the round and the yeah. trainer is giving you the little pep talk and he's like, listen to me, stop walking onto that right hand. And you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, no, listen to me. Will you stop? Like, And he might give you a little tap on the side of the headgear to just to like, listen, listen to me. I'm telling you what you need to do. You've yeah. got your training. Don't be fighting his fight. Fight your fight. You know what you need to do here. And... He's kind of giving out to you but that's support he's giving you, yeah?
1: Yeah.
0: Right? So that's the support your your trainer will give you. The type of support that your ma will give you in the exact same fight is she'll be standing outside the ring saying, Don't mind him, son, come on and when you sit at the little on the stool at the end of the round, she'll come over and she'll be grabbing you by the by the top or whatever you have and say, Come on, let's go home. There's no need to, there's no point you being in there letting him hit you like that. And that's her yeah. way of supporting you, which is not the support that you want. In business, no, and that's your dad's way of supporting you, but he doesn't understand this. Yeah, and that's why, you know, the support I give to people is like because I'm I'm giving a certain type of support to a certain type of person. Yourself, look, stress is good. That little bit of anxiety is good, but you need to learn to manage it. Everyone else Mm -hmm. will tell you get. You know, these are the things. So, you know, even like I do have my own dad working for me, right? And you know, we worked together growing up for years, and I was just like petrol on matches that was just always ready to blow up at any second right <laughs> and when we don't work together we, we get on ground right and yep. he'd often give me a little bit of a dig out on different things nowadays if I needed like something collected or something like that and but I wouldn't be able to work him all day every day because we would have killings and if I needed to pick up something for me like he drives this truck and he's handy for collecting furniture you know um, yep. I'm like uh, he, I, I don't even I actually don't even talk to him about it I get someone someone else to give him a bell about it, and I but I know he has me back wherever he goes. If there's something not right, he'll ring me. Say you sure that's okay out there, and you know. But if we were together, you know, I'm I'm the captain of my ship now, and he he would struggle to take instructions from me, and I know he would. So I don't really give him the instructions. Does that make sense? That's why I'm I'm actually always very jealous when I hear people getting on really well working with their father because it's a rarity, you know.
1: Yeah, I thought it would work. I, everyone told me it wouldn't, and I was a little put out that it didn't. But, you know, in hindsight, I should have known. But you'll, but, like find, a way, there,
0: you'll, you'll find a way yeah. to fit him in. If, if Is your dad working, or is he retired? Or? Well,
1: like you say there, so his special specialty is, is um, steel engineering. So I had him doing shop fit outs and helping me with stuff that he's completely out of his depth with, and that's why he was running around, what do I do now, what do I do now, he what do know I do now? To do, right? And his little wobblers were like, I'm not fucking standing here doing nothing. You know, and I i don't want to have a row with him, so I'm not responding. But my thought is, I want you to stand there and do nothing until I'm ready f- to send you to the, sh- the hardware or do this or blah, blah, blah. But yeah. I don't want to disrespect him and have a row in front of the people that I'm working with. So I just keep quiet. But he he's walked out. He said, he, he doesn't want to work, blah, blah, blah. But he was up today. And I just approached him and said, look, with the extension, what's the story with the steel? Will you still weld up the steel and that? And he said, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'll do the steel. So I think he just can't handle the pressure you know, he can't handle the pressure of the shop and can't handle me being under pressure and maybe, he, he to him it was fun at the start. Yes. But it's not fun, it's, it's serious and I'm seriously trying to grow a business and make something of myself and I, I think he just, you know, it's not what he thought it was going to be. What, what you like need a, to, uh,
0: well, no, again, look, I don't know your dad, but this is just in my experience, right? What you need to understand there, in my opinion, right, is that nobody will speak bad of you or nobody will swing the lead on any of your jobs, when your dad is there so the yeah. best thing that you could do is rely on him to do work that doesn't involve you being on site yeah and it'll work well and like yeah. you've got a guy that you can trust no matter what there you know yeah so now that's that. but look at yeah. this is a, this is a serious learning curve. how much how much work that business have you done since you started off
1: I would have to look at my invoice to go short. Last year was a bit slow. So maybe from, I think from June to Christmas, I probably did, let's just say, say 30, 40, 45, probably 60,000 from January to now. I have uh, turned over maybe 90,000. So it's jumped up incredible. Now I know I'm also in the right place at the right time. Like the pandemic has just sent things through the roof. Um, but but yes, see, exactly. see what you
0: just said there, I'm in the right place at the right time. Yeah. I am sick to death of listening to people talking about you know what's going on now and they're saying, you see the way things are at the minute and they say to me, the way things are at the minute, right? And the next comment they make lets me know exactly what type of person they are, right? Because as you said, kind of the way things are at the minute, which means you're in the right place at the right time. There's other people yeah. saying the way things are at the minute and they're sitting at home doing nothing. And I believe it's purely <laughs> based on your outlook and your perspective. If you want to be busy and you want to win, you're going to use every situation that gets thrown at you to your tier advantage. If if deep down you're lazy and you don't care and you're unmotivated and you point fingers at people, you'll you'll become a victim of every situation.
1: Yeah, that's not me. Oh, exactly.
0: No, no, no. Nobody in our crew is like that, Greg.
1: No, no. Fifty-two step make...
0: crew members like that. They don't. They wouldn't no. last if they were. You know. Not
1: at all. I want to make money. At the end of this year, and hopefully have something to invest. And in. I don't like—I don't care if I end up selling ice cream to make money, whatever. But I just—I just—I definitely just want to succeed and make money because I've been breaking my nuts for twenty years. I have very little to show from my bear like my liabilities. The <laughs> only
0: you don't even have is liabilities. Okay. Well, look. Let's. The let's have we a, live
1: in and whatnot.
0: Let's have a chat around that, right? And and let's let's get you to a hundred grand in the bank by the end of the year. Well, let's try it, like like with everyone else, right? So, yeah. well, I, I am I I'm not seeing your name on my board of 100 people in my office here
1: um i did i did when i seen again i'm not uh i need to i need to commit more to to looking at the looking at it. you're, there, the you're number 40 you're number 40 yeah, i was going to say i did put a, no, a number in
0: there gotcha well look let's let's recap on let's just touch on a couple of things here right that we can get going on and uh and don't leave it too long before we we're chatting again yeah because that's mm-hmm. you know i could have possibly helped you with a little bit of that stress that was going on in that restaurant had i heard from you yeah okay right so have you got a pen handy yes right so the first thing that we need to do is and i suppose we didn't speak about it there is cash flow okay the first thing we need yes. to do is agree what the zero is in your bank account so agree what amount of money you're going to have in your bank account that at that point you'll stop spending and that will give you a little bit of comfort i would recommend having it at at least 10 grand yeah okay right the second thing that you need to do is you need to go and complete your make or break sheet and figure out how much is your daily break even point that will include the 500 euros profit per day yeah agreed okay that's what you need to do and then what i want you to do is all those jobs that you're doing and you price them in the manner you're pricing them i want you to then go back and price them on a per day rate basis with your daily okay. break-even point taken into consideration, yeah? Price day
1: rate with break-even in consideration. So
0: so what you're doing here is you're pricing from the top to the bottom and then from the bottom to the top. So you get your bill of quantities and it says 100 Rand and you take off the materials and subbies and it's 40 grand. and then you work out that your daily break-even point is 1,000 a, a day and if you've got less than 40 days on the job, you're, you're going to hit your target. If you've got more than 40 days on the job... You won't hit your target Does that make sense yes right so just follow these things set the zero in the bank account let me know on that for our next call complete the daily complete the make a break sheet to get your daily break-even point yeah yeah and then look at which jobs you're doing that is going to get you to your daily break-even point point. and again the magic thing being the break-even point includes the profit of 500 quid a day Okay. okay and then we need to do a little bit of a past job analysis which is what we spoke about at the start which is to see which of these jobs are letting us hit our target and which of these jobs aren't and we know that most of them haven't let, allowed us to hit our target now but we need to figure out why and we kind of know that already
1: yeah
0: does that make sense
1: yeah right i feel like you probably advise against this, and thought of what i'm working towards is well, i want to ask i feel like if i had a couple running at the same time i would i would do that but to do that i need i need a good i need two good guys so i need to be able to have two teams right
0: gotcha well this is what i Um, think we we could do here right if you've done those exercises right we can look and see where the most profitable use of your time is so before you bring in more people you know before you put more people in the car yeah let's pump up the wheels and check it has fuel and all these other different but let's give it a once over you know
1: okay yep. and when we've done
0: that then we'll go off and we'll, we'll look at building the team and will you do us a favor will you go and book in another call right away there will you
1: yep
0: for it, it'll be you probably won't get a call for three weeks or so but just go and book it and okay. we can have a chat again and we'll catch up then on the t- please try and catch up on the thursdays in the meantime yeah okay and we'll go from there yeah
1: yes
0: absolutely okay my man greg You you are doing a great job Fair play to you. Thank you. Um, Thank you. You know, just just tune in to us a little bit more, yeah, and we will yep. make this journey easier for you. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Okay, my man. See you at the top. Thank oh you. Was a
1: pleasure. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.
0: So, guys, that was Greg Bates from After Rain Construction, and as you can hear, Greg is a he's a really nice guy, and he's a hundred percent committed to what's going on. Uh, he's only six, seven, eight, nine months, wherever it is, less than a year in business now, and he's getting he's getting torn from pillar to post, but. You know he's in the right place um we're helping him out and if we could hear from him a little bit more we'd be able to help him out a little bit more but he's on the right track and uh, i can definitely relate to what he's saying there with uh having family members work for him um we've all been down that road ourselves in the past so guys thank you for listening see you at the top so folks that concludes another episode of the tradesman survival guide podcast Don't forget that all of the tactics and strategies discussed in today's podcast are from my book The Tradesman Survival Guide, which is available to buy online at www.joedoyle.ie forward slash TSG, TSG being of course short for The Tradesman Survival Guide.